Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title. We are one week away from the World Athletics Championships at Oregon, so what better time to welcome our friend and athletics writer Cahill Dennehy back onto the podcast to preview what you should be watching out for at the championships, the big events, the big names, the showdowns, and of course, the Irish chances. It's also week four of Sonia's 10-week half marathon challenge, and we'll talk about the down week that Sonia has prescribed everyone hear from a few squad members including our captains and look at the difficulty of maintaining the right training headspace across such a long training cycle as this we will get the now world famous tip of the week from Sonia and much much more the story of the weekends running over here Sonia was the heat the heat was oppressive all Irish people melted this week in uh, certainly in the UK baked Tina asked me I'd say 27 times yesterday if the heating was on in the house <laughs> it wasn't on in the house it was just 26 degrees indoors it was madness you, you, do you, are you experiencing that level of heat out there um, not quite yet no I mean it was hot enough yesterday it was nice but um, it's very tolerable but I think it's definitely ramping up today um, so I'm thinking I might have to get myself back out in the paddleboard for a bit of practice. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw this Insta story. If you didn't get to see the Insta story of uh, Sonia being bested by a paddleboard, <laughs> it's really <laughs> worth watching. My favourite part about that video, Sonia, is that you didn't just fall <laughs> off the paddleboard. You kind of took three three steps in total on the paddleboard <laughs> before it went out from underneath you. Did you master it at all? Did you, Or was that just the first attempt? Well, I think I mastered the falling anyway. You know, I didn't get hurt, so that was good. <laughs> and I think once you realise that, then it's actually not too bad. Then you're more, a bit more brave. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was better. I got back up there, but my favourite part was just lying on the board. It oh, was great. And especially after being out for, you know, a hundred minutes run on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had my, I said I had my high impact activity done. And um, I was out with a bunch of girls a few irish girls and a few of their friends from over here and um you know they were just out for a cruise on the paddle so i knew i had to get the the high impact exercise done early um, and how but did i could you... really enjoy it out there and it was, it was fabulous you how... know with yeah hopped like that you know all you want to do is be near water and i, I suppose that's the advice you'd give to everybody and it's hard i suppose if you're in london to say where do you go for water you know the river thames is not um the most attractive, I don't think, to a lot of people. Um, but water is the key. You know, that's all for in all aspects, you know, drinking water, sitting in water, even even like, I suppose, things like washing your car. You, you don't mind doing stuff like that when it's so hot outside. Mm. You can get the booze going. And uh, one of the tricks actually I used to do, if I ever found myself in a really hot place, and I know in the UK, I'm sure... Ireland as well, when the temperatures do soar, there wouldn't be too much air conditioning around the place. And you would find yourself in places like this down through the years, especially at championships where you get to stay in places that you don't really have a choice, you know, because there's such big numbers for teams and a lot of athletes would experience that um, towards the end of this week in Eugene and into next week for the World Championships. 
um, is that you need to get some bags of ice. And you, I mean, I've even slept with bags of ice. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's amazing. Our ice packs, you know, the, the ice things that you use for yeah. in the cool boxes. So if there's any of them in the fridge, just put them all into bed like you put in a hot water bottle. You put it in the ice box. Remember then when you get into bed, the bed is lovely and cold. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. The opposite of the electric blanket is lock yeah, these things in. Because Tina gave her neck an awful twist the other week. I don't know if I mentioned this. And she had the cool packs going there on it. And now she's literally just wearing it to cool down in the exact same way you mentioned. Now, you wrote a piece for the Irish Times wondering if Irish athletics had done their homework in terms of where they're staying out there. Uh, are you saying that they're miles away from everything? They are pretty far away, but... Um, now that it's heating up, they might have locked out because they're on the side of a river and it's a beautiful river where they are. So, um, yeah, I think they're doing OK down there <laughs> in the Kennedy River. You know, it's a it's a very intense training camp when you are out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but, you know, it's a week, so I'm sure it's fairly manageable. I have been talking to a couple of people down there. And, you know, the main thing is passing the time because as athletes are getting ready for a big championship and, you know, we'll find this when we're, you know, get coming to the last week before the half marathon is that you're running less. So you're putting in less time, less time is required for the actual physical activity that you need to do. So mm. then all of a sudden you've got to fill the rest of the time and, you know, you still have to maintain fitness and you can't be doing things that are, you know, potential to make you tired because the whole idea is that you're, you know, tapering and easing off and I suppose absorbing all the training so that you're ready, your body is ready to really go after it and be in peak form um, when things get started later this week. Well, uh, one podcast I tuned into during the week uh, featured one of your athletes, Jessica Hull. It was the uh, For the Kudos podcast, which I recommend. It's a bit of fun. I think it's two Aussies that do it. Uh, and Jessica gave us an insight into what it's like having you in the camp. And she mentioned something that really uh, set an, uh, a light bulb off my head. And that was that she said that during the gym session, Sonia, that your pull up game was specifically mentioned that you can lose and find some of these people when it comes to pull-ups. Now, this time last year, I specifically remember a gym session with you and Rob Heffernan where you committed in your mind to being able to get better at pull-ups. Has this been an annual project for you? Uh, and where, uh, where are you at with it? I liked, It was funny, I was listening to that podcast as well. Uh, it's actually quite good fun. Brett Robinson is a really good athlete. He'll be running the um, the London Marathon in October. I think he's run about 209 for a marathon. He's not running in the World Championships or Commonwealth Games because he didn't get a standard. So he's going to stay focused on the marathon Australian and his other partner in crime, Joel Tobin White. And yeah, they host this podcast, which is good fun. Um, and yeah, I, I was laughing because I turned up at the track last week and I was still listening to the podcast um, for Jess's session and just as I got to the track it was right when she was about to start talking about me and the gym and and how I'd be like you know turning up to training sessions and I've just finished my run or you know mm. while they're warming up I go for a bit of run so I tried to be a bit efficient with the time you know I'm not very good at sitting around waiting um, so I have specific days where I will do that and and you need to do that too as a coach. You know, you need to be around when the athletes are there just to talk to them. But not every day. I think, you know, you, you have to have 
you can't have that good energy every day. So I think, you know, you have to save that up for mm. when you really want to talk to the athletes and, you know, get a good feel for where they're at and what they're thinking and to help them out. Um, but, yeah, no, I was reminded actually by that podcast that I need to be a bit more consistent in the gym. I've been a bit lax lately. I think I've been focusing too much on the garden and uh, watering the plants. <laughs> That's really not what Jess said. She she really did say that you were uh, <laughs> right there with them when it came to the gym sessions, which was great to hear. Uh, we don't have Ashling de Maison and Neil Fusco, our team captains for the Half Marathon Challenge, on the uh, podcast today because obviously they've got work commitments too, but they'll be back to talk directly to Sonia next week and fill us in on what they've been doing. But we do. they did send us a little voice note of how they've got on this week. Hey, Jared, Sonia. Just a quick note to say how much I'm loving everything. Uh, just blown away by it so far. The structure really is allowing me to work in everything around my family commitments, which has been really unexpected. And I'm getting so much more done than I would have would have normally. Like, typically, I'm kind of a grass always greener kind of person. So I'm jumping from this online plan to that plan. But uh, yeah, it's just been fantastic. And knowing that it all comes from Sonia just gives you such confidence that it's the right thing and you can do it. I've found uh, the whole experience unbelievably positive. Uh, the knowledge coming from Sonia, the support from yourself and the positive from Ash and everyone else, everyone in the staff group is really unreal. I even had a friend I hadn't seen in almost a year telling me that he's uh, sorry, running for the first time after following my ramblings on Instagram, which is quite bizarre and brilliant. Um, I'm a little bit cautious going forward. My wife just finished maternity leave today, so it's the first day back at work and she's straight into the on-cove road this weekend. So it's a big relief that we have a rest week so I can do more time to support that but I'm going to be laser focused going forward to try and make sure I can fit everything in. I'd love to pick Sonia's brain on hills. I love running hills, a bit of a mascus that way. Hill sprints, trail running, uh, even hill intervals. So I'm wondering, are these something that'll become part of the plan or are they not suitable for this? Or even if they are suitable, this maybe we can kind of sub in at some point. Okay, cheers again and talk to you all soon. Bye. Well, so what do you make of that, Sonia? Neil had a great week. He yeah. really did again. He did. It's great to see everybody you know, kind of backing up the weeks and, you know, you kind of, sometimes there's a bit of fear in there, you know, that everybody has been so enthusiastic and, you know, is this going to wear out a bit too soon or will we be able to manage it? And so I think that's why this week, this down week, I think will refresh people a lot. And um, then you have to reset and kind of get back into the stricter routine next week. And um, the mentioning hills there, well, I think, you know, it, uh, hills... And a lot of the time it can depend where you live. And, you know, if you run out the door and there's hills right there, then you might as well take advantage of them because hills are always good. They're always beneficial. They always make you work a little bit harder. Um, it's a little bit like, you know, altitude training or even I think sometimes this heat that everybody's experiencing in right now, that can be a form of altitude training in that it just makes you work harder um, for the same effort. Um, so you, you're running the same time that you're trying to, you're running the same routes and the effort is so much harder. And I think as long as you can hydrate and recover from it, then you can get a, a huge fitness benefit from running in the heat. OK, well, I know that not everybody is at the level 
of Neil Fusco, who is one of our team captains, just to remind everybody who might be tuning in. We're on week four now. We're heading into week four after three weeks of Sonia's prescribed training for the Antrim Coast Half Marathon. Neil Fusco is one of our captains and he would be in the higher end of the athletes in terms of his ability level and his experience level. So he has run a marathon before, but uh, like a lot of people, he's juggling a lot of stuff. So some of the challenge for him, as he mentions in the note, is just trying to find the time for this. And in that way, he's really led by example as he hasn't cut corners, but he has juggled it around and switched it around. He wanted to have his his Sunday run done so that he could have the time with his family on Sunday, which uh, I really respect and really love the way he's doing that. I wanted to give a very big shout out, though, to everybody who isn't super vocal in the Strava training group, who is just training away there and in their own battle with this, who are trying to do it. Uh, everyone is doing their thing, right? This isn't... Uh, a compare and contrast thing and the temptation to do that is tough Sonia and I think in the early episodes of our show I had to deal with a certain level of stravanoia as I called it a paranoia of what others thought of my training on Strava what would you say to the kind of less experienced runners who are trying to follow the plan and feeling a little bit head melted by some of the other posts they're seeing and feeling like it might just be a bit too much um, I would say, you know, don't focus too much on the actual, um, I mean, the Strava, I suppose the interaction is, can be positive and it can be encouraging. But for me, I just like seeing the map that you've run or the places you've been. And so I, I don't read into the fine detail too much. Like I'm, I never really, I just don't have time to go through, you know, looking at other people's Strava in detail and what the session looks like and occasionally I'll try and look at yours and see if I can make sense of it because you know the Apple Watch seems to do things a bit strange sometimes <laughs> you, can, you can't be sure about that <laughs> even though I I was reading something last night that um, it's there's some updates coming somebody posted something in are one of the group you, chats are there are you calling into question my statistics Sonia <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying I'm not well, running the times then? Really? <laughs> I'm sure you are. You're flying at them. <laughs> but even I looked but at that interval <laughs> session that you gave us and I came back and looked at the results from it. I was like, that wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't do that. I thought I didn't. Like the, the interval session that Sonia gave us last week, if you're following along, you'll know it was five, one mile repeats. And a few people said, Sonia, never has a mile felt so long in all their life. And it didn't matter what level you were at. Everybody was trying to run at that threshold pace. And that was, you'd have to admit, Sonia, a bit of a killer session. You ran it yourself and sent me the photo afterwards and you were drenched <laughs> from doing it. Um, did you have any regret on the fifth mile yourself <laughs> thinking I've made a load of people do this? No, I actually got into it. I didn't mind that session. I thought it was okay. I mean, really? I, it was definitely, yeah, I thought it was more manageable than the week before. Hmm. And I think because the build up from the week before allowed this one to be a little bit easier because it was a bit shorter in the each individual interval was yeah. shorter. And I think if you kind of forget about what you're actually doing and you take away the time that you're aiming for and the 
I don't know, the fear that you're not going to hit the times and you just run it. Like I was breaking it down. I was doing it on this trail. And I mean, I don't know what my freaking Garmin was all over the shop over there. So I don't know what times I was running, but I know I was running between the same two trees from <laughs> the start and the finish. So my times compared to each other were all fairly similar. Hmm. And, you know, that's the thing you need to do is if you go out in your first effort, you get from A to B in seven minutes and you say, okay, well now I've got to get there in seven minutes for each of the next ones, a little bit faster if I can, I'm not too far away. And I think I went into it thinking, okay, I can do 7.11, we'll be fine. I'd be happy with that. And straight away, I was 6.57 for what I think was a mile. Nice. Because there was mile markers out there as well. Um, and you just accept that, you know, I think sometimes the technology and the GPS and we can get so obsessed with it. But the thing is, when it comes down to it, when you start a race, you're going to go from the start to the finish. And it doesn't matter what your watch says. The time it takes you to get from the start to the finish is your race time. Mm. So you have to accept that. So I think we have to be a bit more, I suppose, non-reliant on the Garmin, particularly when you're running along or the Apple. And it's telling you the pace on there. That's not always super accurate because it's, you know, there's the watch is trying to get this information from all these different satellites and stuff. And sometimes it works good and sometimes it doesn't. If you're running around Tiger Woods, you know, the woods. Yeah, not the person. The Nike, no, the, the Nike, the woods at Nike campus, which you like to call Tiger Woods. Yeah. Um, if you're running around there, like, it's just so sporadic and everybody says it. So, but it's, but it's nicer than running around four laps at a track. So you just have to break it down differently. And I think I noticed that most people did get off the track this week and run more on parks and bike paths and things like that. And you need to do that because when we run a half marathon or even 10K, we have to pick that out, which one we're going to do in a few weeks time. You know, you'll be on the start line and you're just looking straight down the road and, you know, there's no check every 400 meters. So you need to get used to that kind of running out into the open road. Well, let me play in another squad member before we go to Ashling de Maison. Ashling, another Ashling. Ashling Byrne was in touch. Hi, Jarlith. Hi, Sonia. Um, this is Ashling Byrne here, and um, I am talking to you from my garden. I'm on the ground having a good old stretch after my long still run today. I went for 100 minutes, actually. It was really, 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 really hot. And I have to say, the first half of it was quite a mental battle for me. Usually, I find when I get a wee bit in my head and maybe thinking about the run a bit too much, I usually go to counting, but it didn't work for me today for some reason. So I had to stop for two minutes, stop the watch completely and have a and have a word with myself. Um, but after that, then I seem to calm into, I calm, calm into it and relax. Um, so yeah, enjoying the plan so far, guys. It is hard. I'm not going to lie, but I'm liking the challenge. I can see myself getting stronger and the community is great as well. And um, I'm looking forward to meeting you all at the end of August. Good luck um, to everyone with their runs this week and talk soon. Bye. Fair play, Ashling Byrne, because I think she hit the nail on the head as well, Sonia, that that hundred minutes, even though we were all hoping it was 10 last week, uh, was uh, <laughs> as much a mental test uh, as anything else. Was that part of their reasoning behind it? A hundred minutes just seems so vast. Uh, I certainly felt what she felt heading out going, oh, my God, this is going to be 
long. And the method that I use to deal with that is music. Like the music seems to let me get lost. And it was Marion McKeown's tip on Friday was get get the music that lifts you and nothing in this world that's getting you down will affect you in the same way. Did you select 100 minutes for partially that reason of kind of getting your head around being out there for that long? Um, well, I think the reason for 100 minutes and not a specific distance or time or um, pace was really just to get the idea of doing a long run that was longer than 90 minutes, you know, mm. if you could do that. And, or, you know, if someone hadn't done 90 before, then that would be their, like, cutoff point. Because, you know, you don't want everybody jumping to 100 straight away if they're just building up. Um, and the thing was to just do it <clears throat> to cover that amount of time. It didn't matter the pace at all. And just have that time on your feet and to just see what it was like. And now, I did, of course, I didn't know that it was going to be so hot out there. Um, but that doesn't mean I would have changed the distance. But it just means that you would um, maybe warn people to hydrate fully and possibly do a run where you know you can pick up a drink on the way somewhere. Whether you do a lap around and you pick it up. Sometimes that can give people a bit of motivation, something to look forward to. I know a lot of elite athletes when they run marathons. And they'll have their drink bottles at the drink stations and they'll have specific drinks at each marker that they kind of have different things to look forward to mm. along the way. So they u- help use that to help break down the run as well and the effort. Um, so things like that can be useful and beneficial um, to kind of plan into your run. And it's something that you don't have to do all the time, you know, if it's, if it's not so hot out there. Um, and I can understand fully the whole having to stop and reset reset and go again um i have definitely been there myself um in lots of different kind of levels of running um and you do have to have a talk with yourself sometimes because you know your your head and your body they kind of have to be in sync and they have to um work together to get the job done as efficiently and as i mean easily is too it's not the right word, but I suppose as comfortably and acceptable as you can. So, you know, you have to accept that, yeah, it's going to get difficult and you have to push through that. And then there comes a point where it actually starts to feel good again. Mm. Well, uh, when you, when you, the finish line, you can see that you're getting back close to where your car is parked. That's how I was yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it, that, there's so much, so much solid advice contained in that alone. I feel like we're going to overload people a little bit if we go to Ashling de Maison's question, because <clears throat> well, Ashling de Maison raises a question that sometimes people just feel bad asking because they think I oh, shouldn't be getting stitches. That's what, uh, you know, <laughs> that's for a rookie or that's something that, um, that, you know, hardened runners don't get stitches. I'm sure they do. But let's check in with Ashling and get Sonia's take on what to do if you consistently get stitches. Hi, Jarlath and Sonia. It's Ashling. End of week three, going into week four, and I feel great. I had such a buzz this week. I loved that easy run with the last 15 minutes strong. Uh, it felt like an adrenaline kick, and I actually laughed as I was doing it because I felt a buzz. Um, I was exhausted too, don't get me wrong, but it was great. Uh, The intervals, I thought I could go at a faster pace and then I ended up a little bit slower for the last two minutes, but I learned a lot about my pacing there. Um, I do have a question about my paces. Am I doing it right? I've changed them slightly according to just listening to my body. 
and it feels good, but they're slightly different. So am I on the right track? Other than that, I sometimes get a stitch if I go out for a run at the beginning. It'll wear off eventually, but it's I just have to stop. So I'm just wondering what that's about. I try to keep myself hydrated. It's very hot here, but I try to run early and keep myself hydrated. I loving the long runs and I really find that it's mentally very good for my well-being and it helps me connect to myself on a different level. So loving everything about the training and most of all the supportive community in Strava, no matter people that are like marathon paces or people that are just like me, basic paces, everybody's the one and that feels great. And we're all on the one road and that feels lovely and really lovely people and supportive. So really enjoying that. Can't wait for week four and for what's to come. And uh, yeah, and I'll let you know how I get on at the end of the week. Take care. So a couple of questions in there, isn't there, Sonia? Am I doing it right? (laughs) And uh, what's the story with these stitches? What would you say to both of those? Well, I better, I better go and check on her specific paces. That'll definitely be a project for me this week to go and um, do an analysis on Ashling's uh, training over the past few weeks. Um, because she always sounds so happy and buzzy and, you know, comfortable with what she's doing. Hmm. Uh, so she's not struggling, but she just kind of wants to have a check. Am I at the right pace? So I will I will go and have a look at that. Uh, for and her. also, as a little side note, Sonia, we, not- Neil and I were saying maybe asking you should go and do a park run. But in France, you're not allowed. They, they, there's no park runs. You need a certificate to run a race. So there's there's no park runs. Far too difficult for them. So, so commiserations I saw that to they, everybody. They had, when they France. had them going out there, they just stopped them they for stopped a while. Them. So hopefully yeah. they will be back. Because I did one myself last year in Paris. That was really good fun. Um, but hopefully they will come back or maybe in Annecy down there where Ashling is, they, they have some nice races down there. Yeah. You know, I, I think that my final race ever, like proper race was actually in Annecy really? and it was the half marathon down there. Yeah. Um, and I ran 75 minutes. So I wonder, actually, I think it's probably earlier in the year cause it was around April, May time and it was beautiful. But it seems to be a running town down there and it's quite flat by the lake and everything. So possibly there's a 5K or something on down there that she could get herself into and have a little bit of a check. So, yeah, before yeah. before we get to her stitches question, though, you, you mentioned this race a couple of times. And when are we to start thinking about putting in a little race or a 10K into our into our plan here? Is that for week seven, eight or is that something that we um, could throw in now? I think we'll have to have a think about it this week and just see what's available, what's out there. And um, yeah, we'll we'll work it in. Right. So stitches. What's the story? Mm. Does Sonia Sullivan still get stitches? No, never. No. <laughs> I think sti- stitches is a weird thing. I think it's an Irish thing. I don't think I've ever heard anybody outside of Ireland speak of a stitch. And I think it's something, to, I think it's a cramp in your diaphragm or something. Mm. Or a spasm that it does. And I think it's something to do with your breathing and the relaxation of the breathing. So, and then, of course, the other thing is it can be from eating too close to when you go for a run. So I think maybe she needs to look at that. I'm sure she can't be eating too close to when she goes for the run. Most people would have that figured out by now. Or even drinking something too close. Um, So maybe it's the breathing. Maybe she needs to think about her breathing and if she's starting out too fast, maybe, 
And so then her breathing, I'll have a look now if I look at her training or the runs that she's been doing. Um, or even asking, she might let me know what specific run she got the stitches on. And then you might be able to see just by the paces or the hills or whatever route she's been running. Well, uh, just in doing my um, half-assed internet research here, uh, what I can find is that a stitch, uh, the latest, and they say the latest explanation, the current explanation, because there's obviously been a few over the years, is that it's caused by the weight of the organs, such as the stomach, spleen, liver, pulling on the ligaments that connect to the diaphragm. So you were right there, Sonia. But apparently it also says that 70% of runners experience this phenomenon uh, in a year. So you were in the, you were the exception there, Sonia. The people listening to this are like, <laughs> you're, you're normal if you get one of these, or at least you're in so the 70% you, of people. Call it, do they call it a stitch or what do they call it? They do. They all refer to yeah. it as a stitch. Um, and yeah, that seems to be across the board. Um, but like you say, it does seem to be the that the that is caused by eating uh, and you, certainly your breathing and you've got mm-hmm. to train your abs to some extent. So maybe it's time for us all to start thinking about our cross training days in terms of our core work. Tip of the week, 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 tip of the week. It's Sonia's tip of the week. Uh, there's uh, going to be a much deeper explanation, of course, of this week's training plan in the second half of our conversation with Sonia. We're going to bring Cahill Dennehy on and preview these world championships. We're going to go around the parishes and get that tip of the week, which Sonia said in a text to me earlier. This tip of the week is going to blow your mind. So if ever there's been a week to sign up to us on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad, it's this week. Get the full plan, episode notes and all of that stuff I just mentioned over on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress, 